Welcome to the ABCs to live your dope life. This is an opportunity to be a fly on the wall while I engage with some of the most fascinating, inspiring, and brilliant people I know who have played a direct or indirect role in my own healing and continued growth process. The change process is not easy, comfortable, or nearly as fast as so many of us wish it would be. And my hope with this podcast is to instill some playfulness, simple tools to practice, and ultimately, a place for you to recognize that you are not alone. A dope life is one that is aligned with who you truly desire to be, and a congruency between what is deep beneath the surface and what shows above the surface. It's the real, the raw, the complexities of our light and our shadows. The only thing that is ever truly in your way is you. Join me on this journey as we continue to grow stronger together. It's time to live your dope life. All right, welcome back, everyone. I am really thrilled to be sitting across the screen from my good friend, Mandy Ballack. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is so nice to be like flipped here. When I first started Ace Talks, you were one of my first guests. Mm. And uh, so I'm pumped to be interviewed today. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I had forgotten about that where I came to your house and we we're sitting in your basement. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that was a couple years ago now, I guess. Hey. Uh, yeah. Like 58 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, whatever timing that is. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was really excited to have you for this conversation. Um, as, as anyone listening knows, I'm, I'm moving through the alphabet and each letter, I just choose a, a high quality concept that starts with that letter. And for I, um, I've got innovation and improv. So I'm going to be speaking improv um, with my stepmother, actually, uh, next week, or it'll be um, uploaded in a couple weeks, I guess. But with you, I wanted to talk innovation and, you know, you just stood out in my mind when I landed on this as a topic I really wanted to dive into because I've, I've witnessed you just continuously grow, try things on, um, fail, learn from it, innovate, grow. It's, and it's just, it doesn't stop. And it's so fun to watch. And I know how hard and sticky and uncomfortable it is because I've been privileged to be able to be with you in moments of, of breakdown and moments of like, you know, I, I was going this direction and that's just been cut off. What do I do now? And, and so I, I really felt like you were the perfect person to talk to on this, um, not only from your own experience leading up to this pandemic, but also what you've been doing during this pandemic. It, it seems like everything has really kind of prepared you for just like, oh, this is the new way here we go. <laughs> Let's make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm honored to, I'm honored to be a part of the conversation. I feel like it should be called gorgeous chaos, not innovation, but you know, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> both totally. We'll talk about both. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the, um, the first thing that I want to ask you that I ask everyone, uh, is what is in and or on your heart today? Uh, well, this is the second time I get to hang out with you today and you joined me on morning mindset live this morning and we did a meditation, which was a beautiful grounding meditation about the architecture of our thoughts. Mm. And when you asked me how I was this morning, 
I said, yeah, tired, tired, Marin. And, you know, I hadn't slept last night before, uh, just kind of laid there pinging awake last night. And so I was feeling a little tired this morning. And, and as today has gone gone by and as I kind of noticed and reflected on some of the thoughts that were popping up for me in that meditation about, you know, forward thinking about like things to do and a little bit of anxiety about, oh gosh, what if I go there or here and pinging around? What's really on my heart today is a need for some stillness. Mm -hmm. And I love that we're talking about innovation and that we're opening with this question because that need for stillness comes with an acknowledgement that I have been running. I have been running and sprinting and like go, go, go since, I mean, it's been the last eight weeks of a sprint, right? And I haven't been bored for one second. You know, people that are like going crazy in isolation with nothing to do, I'm like, come to my house. (laughs) I have an abundance of things for you to do. But you know, it's been pivot and move and go and a bit of survival mode, but you know, mostly like a lot of creativity and just how do I turn this community on its head and how do I save my business and not only save my business, but evolve my business and not just pivot for now, but I'm always thinking about the future and, and it's not just about the short term, but, but it's been a sprint and my need for stillness today is also in an alignment with a celebration of a pivot that we did take. And we started offering an online business course for uh, the women entrepreneurs in our community, the level up lab. And it, it just finished on Tuesday mm-hmm. and it was a six week course. So that was also sort of a moment of me like, Whoa, we've been in this for more than six weeks. Cause I had to build that course, launch that course and now do that course. And I think just the acknowledgement of looking at that amount of time that's gone by, I haven't taken a moment to be still. Mm. So we're heading into a long weekend and it happens to be my birthday weekend and my husband's birthday weekend as well. And so stillness is calling me and that is what is on my heart today is a little bit of, a little bit of gratitude and exhaustion. Yeah, no, I feel that. That's, you know, and what really stands out to me is even in your description of like the last eight weeks have been go, 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 hustle, pivot. I, my assumption or um, experience with you is that that's actually like, that's your normal. Yeah. Is that not, is, yeah, is that, <laughs> so how has it shifted? Like other than the, you know, the survival mode that really kicks in because the uncertainty of what what's happening um you know there there was a lot of that but other than that did it change that much for you oh i'm getting called out here no not <laughs> no truthfully you're right i mean it is how if anything it's changed for the better it's changed for the better marin truthfully and mm-hmm. uh, and know that the hustle has just evolved and the you know, the go, go, go has just evolved. And I think more than ever, I actually am sitting in a place where I am so grateful for this opportunity because there's been a lot of gifts in me getting to decide what I, where my heart goes and where my energy goes during this time. And it actually evolved very quickly from survival mode into a place of what's possible. And I'm finding... I'm actually getting more in touch with who I am and my why behind this community. 
which is the ACE community and uh, my why in general, I've never lived more in my values than I am now. Mm-hmm. And so while I am go, 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 it's been a lot of the things I want to do. I get to do these things versus before this pandemic, there was a lot of have tos. There was a lot of things taking up time on my calendar that I felt obligated to and a lot of responsibility that I felt handcuffed to that now I'm actually, you know, I'm still working 12 hour days, but I feel free in the work that I'm doing. Mm. And I still need a little bit of stillness, which now needs to be part of my new normal. Like these are the commitments to myself is, hey, you can rest, warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And and actually, in what just came to me is, you know, I, this might be a common experience for a lot of people during this pandemic is that it, it actually has taken away a lot of the coping mechanisms or a lot of the assumptions, big assumptions that we, whether we consciously aware, we're aware of them or not, of like, I have to hustle to achieve my goals. I have to say yes to X number of meetings to meet new people and make sure that I'm planting seeds for what's next. A lot of these big assumptions about what it takes to be successful. And when all of that is stripped away, of like, actually, you don't have an option. You can't go meet people at a coffee shop. You can't have all these different meetings. It comes back down to the very simple, basic foundation. And then to recognize over eight weeks of like, oh, I'm still... I'm like, I'm still successful. I'm doing more of what I love. And so these, these things I thought that I had to do, there's, that's not true anymore because we've lived through the experience that no, that's not what it is. That's not what brings success. There's so many other ways that we can invest our energy and our time so that we actually enjoy more of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm noticing so much right now yeah. who I'm calling into my community who I'm gravitating towards and who I'm not. I'm just noticing, you know, who am I reaching out to? Who is creating with me? Who do I want to co-create with? Yeah. And, um, and, and who I'm kind of surprised that, you know, we're not as connected maybe as I, as I thought mm. I'm noticing the work I'm being called to do the things I'm being called to create the creativity I'm finding in new ways. It's a really interesting and beautiful time to just mm. Yeah. So, you know, that takes me back to the first time I met you was when you were teaching at One Cycle and I was new to Calgary. Um, I had just moved back. I had been living in Edmonton for six years and Calgary is home, but I hadn't been here in a long time. And uh, in your class, it was just like fire. I loved it so much, just who you were, how you showed up, your music, everything. And then at the end of class, you mentioned how you had just started Uh, it's date night and you were like so jazzed about it and you know mentioned the website people can check out and I don't know if you had developed the app or if it was just if it was but it was all very new and that was my that was my introduction to you of of you on this platform as the, the spin instructor and then speaking about this business that you just launched and I was just like, who is this chick? <laughs> I swear that's how I got my first followers. It's just like everyone that came to my spin class, I'm like, follow me on Instagram. What are you doing? <laughs> oh man, that brings yeah. me back. That's crazy. Right? It was a while ago. Um, it was a decade ago, Marin. It was almost a decade ago. Fuck. Yeah, so we've had uh, many, 
many phases and stages to our, our relationship. We've, we've worked at the same studio. Um, you were actually one of the first people that ever invited me in to host. Um, and I remember it was when you had the, the headquarters. Um, it was a big, beautiful space that you were, you were working from, but you also were hosting events out of as part of its date night. And you asked me to come in and lead a goal setting workshop. And, and I know we've talked about this, um, not in a while, but I, I still remember like how nervous I was and I had written out everything I wanted to say. And I just stood up and like shaking a little bit, just read off this piece of paper because that, that was all I was capable of at that point. Like I was really excited. I was really inspired, but to put down the piece of paper and just speak to a group was not in my wheelhouse yet. And, and I know it wasn't perfect. I know it served people as it needed to. And what really stands out to me is in that situation and every opportunity we've had since then of, of collaborating, you've been nothing but supportive and a cheerleader and excited and encouraging. And one opportunity after another, you, you open up your arms and you ask me if I want to be a part of something. And mm. I'm just so grateful for you that it, like, that was, that was huge for me to have such a, a safe space that I could start practicing the skill set of mine. That's so beautiful. We've never had this conversation, Marin, and mm. you, I never knew you were nervous. Oh. I remember, like, you just took me back into the HQ, into that space. Yeah. I remember, and wow, that I remember how powerful it was. Mm. And you led. We did uh, the candlelight yoga after that yes. when I had magazine at, in the headquarters, and we did that on Sundays, like once a month or whatever. And you made such an impact. Like I swear one of those candlelight yogas is the only reason my husband and I are actually still together because he like told us about the red book. Anyways, that's a whole nother episode, but <laughs> you made an impact so early on. I could have never known that mm. you were nervous and I just always see the light and like your power. And mm. of course I want you to be in whatever I'm doing. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Let's keep creating. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I, you know, and, and really why, that comes up for me too is that for both of us when it comes to innovation to me it's just the quality of don't stop mm -hmm. it's like you know everything is a learning opportunity and if one thing doesn't work out it's okay take time to reflect and really look at what worked what didn't what would be a new way of approaching this what where's my heart being called to and then it's just okay get up and go and do it again and, you know, for both of us in the past eight to 10 years, you know, if we had stopped, if we chose one of those failures as like, oh, that that's a sign that I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing this kind of work, then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. We wouldn't be doing the work that's, you know, really impacting people in a time when it's really, really needed. And, yeah. and so for me, one of the big things that's coming up right now is the, even what you just spoke to of you know, paying attention to who, who you want to be in relationship with. It's, it's the people that we surround ourselves with that really help us level up so that in those moments when we don't feel like we can hold ourselves up, we have this amazing group of people who are there to yeah. support us when we need it and to encourage us or to bounce ideas off of. And, and then when we're the ones who feel like we have more power or more energy, then we get to lift up our circle. And it really just becomes like this ebb and flow where we're all kind of taking turns, but just encouraging and supporting. 
And so I'm curious to hear what, what that has looked like, you know, maybe even just going into a little bit of your story of whether you want to start with it's date night or what that looked like before of how innovation has really shape shifted and allowed you to, to be where you are today. Yeah. Gosh, so much there, but like everything has been shaped by like fighting against the hard times. Right. I mean, I started date night out of a failure actually. And Mm. so I've been an entrepreneur now for almost 10 years and uh, Ace is my third business and uh, date night was my first and it started in university and uh, basically I won a class project and decided that I was going to go all in on creating this business. And I thought I could change the world. I thought I could change all relationships. And I was like, you know, so young and naive when I look back at at those, those times, but I was so passionate and I was so in my values and I hired a website developer and I, I, I kept the idea so close to my heart. I remember thinking people were going to steal it. Mm. So I was like, I can't tell anyone I need to build this and build, build, build. And so I, I started like just, you know, keeping all my ideas to my heart, staying at home, never going out. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And, uh, and I remember, uh, and for anyone that doesn't know the concept behind date night is it's a guide for everything going on in the city to help you plan a date. So you have to find your own dates, but we have all the ideas, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Which is still, it's still alive and well right now. Yeah. Still alive and well, still a yeah. thing. I mean, a lot of our restaurant partners are struggling, so we're not doing a lot right now, but we'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when I started that company, I hired a website developer. I worked with them for almost a year and I invested about $50,000 into that business to get it off the ground. And that was in those days, like this was before Squarespace and like, you know, editable, make it your own website and all of that. Like, it was all just coming out. So I had paid a top developer to build me something from scratch. Mm. And uh, I was working behind the scenes, building the content, doing all the things, so excited. And the day I went to go launch my website, I actually launched the website and then I went to go teach a one cycle class because I was teaching spin at the time. And, you know, you kind of have this, um, um, you imagine like, I've been working on this thing, like thousands of people are going to go to my website, like (laughs) break, you know? And then like, I went to teach my class and I went home and like looked at my analytics. I had like four people on there and I'm sure it was my mom, like over and over again. But as a couple days went by, I realized that the website didn't actually work. It didn't do what I needed it to do. And Mm. so I was at this place where it wasn't monetizable. It didn't make any sense. And I was out of business and I had a choice to make it that in that moment. And it was like, give up or figure it out. And after, you know, investing a year and losing 50 grand, I'm like, shit, like I should go get a job probably. But Instead, I went and I looked for a community and I found a community of entrepreneurs. Uh, We have a mutual friend, Hannah Cree. Hannah Cree was Mm -hmm. one of the people that I met during this time in my life. And I found mentors and I found people and they believed in me and they believed in my vision. And and so um, I built up some skills and I learned how to build my own website and I learned how to start over. And so I started over with nothing, literally nothing. I was paying my bills with spin classes, okay? And Mm -hmm. then I was shaking margaritas at night at Anejo across the street from one cycle. And I was staying up all night trying to rebuild. And, um, you know, I did that and I relaunched and I rebranded and I started pounding pavement. 
And when I started to pound pavement, that's when I started to really learn about the business model I thought I was creating versus the business model that I needed to create. And, Mm. you know, at that time I was selling like Facebook ads and no one believed Facebook was going to do anything. I was always a little bit ahead of where people understood. And, you know, marketers at that time were gray haired 50 year old men. And now it's like 20, you know, like so much has changed in the last totally. 10 years in that space, but, um, but it showed me that, okay, no, I need to pivot. I had never thought about like, okay, social media, okay. Influencers, like all this stuff. So it actually being challenged and being with my back up against a wall, being like, this is all I have. And I need to figure this out. That is where my entrepreneurial, uh, you know, journey begins is in a failure and in a pivot. And that taught me like, no, you need to figure out how to turn no's into yeses and you need to do the work and you need to learn. And if you don't know what to do, you need to figure it out. And I spent um, a couple of years there in those early, early days, figuring it out, pivoting, doing everything on my own. I had a couple of interns, some support, some really cool people rallied around my vision. And then that vision got bigger and I started a magazine out of that. And the reason I started that magazine was because I wanted, um, I actually fell in love with all the entrepreneurs that I was meeting in the city and the people that, you know, I was pounding pavement trying to sell them like, Hey, get on date night as this platform. I really started to fall in love with the people in Calgary and, um, being from Vancouver myself, I was like, wow, what is this place is beautiful. These people are so amazing. And these are the people that are making our city so good. And date night wasn't the platform that I could share their story. And I just became fascinating with storytelling and people Mm. and the work and the hustle, because I had this new appreciation for how hard it was to be an entrepreneur. And so when I started the magazine, it was out of an intention of sharing those people's stories and creating a platform for that. And uh, that was a whole new set of challenges uh, that I wasn't prepared for, a whole whack of uh, expenses that I could never get myself out of. I mean, that magazine killed me. It took everything from me, literally, and yet it gave me so much. Um, those those two years that I ran the mag and uh, and the shutting down of that magazine were two of the most impactful years of my entrepreneurial journey so far. And it taught me so much um, about everything, relationships, integrity, values, uh, partnerships, uh, you know, following your passion, Mm -hmm. building a team, all of it, all of it. And, um, and through shutting that magazine down, it was, it was sitting in that aloneness and that failure that I realized that I wanted more meaningful relationships and things in my life. And, and that built, that led me to build ACE. And well, I want to pause for a second with, can we zoom in on, on what that was like that the two years of investing everything into branded this beautiful magazine. And, you know, maybe even if it's just zooming in on, on the day when it really, whether it was like the moment that you you know, had to lay off your staff or when these partners you had invested in, you know, disappeared and it became really clear, like this magazine is done. What was that? Well, <laughs> yeah. Zoom in into that moment. There's a little bit, and I'm going to tell a bit of a story because I think, um, I, I think it's very relevant right now for anyone yeah. else. And 
So I was in a tough place. I never got out of the red on that, on the magazine. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a really tough game. Like my burn rate was 75 K every, every magazine, every time we printed a mag to have staff, to have our, uh, our office space, to pay for print, to pay for the photographers, to pay, like, it was crazy. Wow. And, um, and it was so stressful. Uh, and that really challenges your, your values of like, you know, grit is something I, I certainly have cultivated over my entrepreneurial journey, but like literally do whatever it takes, put me in a place every single day where I was like, I feel like shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make that call. I, I don't want to do that. And, um, I was at a, I was at a point where I needed to call in some help and I, and I found another potential, um, investor that was going to come in and, and participate in growing the magazine and believed in my vision. And so I, I actually was exploring this partnership and, you know, they were going to put some money in and in order for them to put some money in, they, they wanted to see my, my vision get bigger and they wanted to turn the Calgary publication into something that was actually a, a national publication so that we could leverage, you know, getting national advertising versus just local mm-hmm. advertising, which is, you know, a lot more challenging to sell. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Handshake. Let's absolutely do that. I can totally do that. Like, let's, let's go big. But that wasn't me. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I figured that out after I had said yes to that. And I was in Vancouver sitting in my rental car outside of Kittenace. And I had tears rolling down my cheeks and I was sitting there with a stack of the new vision for the new magazine in my hand. And we had a mock of what this new envisioned publication was going to be. And it wasn't even called branded anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had to go in and meet the marketing person and like pitch this new thing. And I couldn't get myself out of the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, I just sold my soul. Like I just sold my soul. I, this feels wrong. This is not what I want to do. And like, you know, the idea of growth and a paycheck sounded so nice considering I had, you know, sacrificed so much, my relationships, all the things over the last two years. And I remember walking in and instead of asking for the marketing manager, I just, um, I wrote some shitty note. It was like, hope you enjoy this or like whatever. And I just um, slid it across the reception and she was on the phone and I was so grateful she was on the phone. I was just like, put it on the name. I'm like, just pass this along. And I left. And my normal Mandy self would have like got it together and like waited and been perfectly put together and like communicated and been like, I'm so passionate about this. And no, I like could not find that in me whatsoever. Hmm. I came home from that trip and I got a phone call from that person, that investor, um, as I was pulling up to my office, the HQ that you described, and I was just parking and I was about to go in for my team meeting. And they said to me on the phone, they're like, well, we're pulling out. There's no more money. Payroll's due tomorrow. There's no money in the bank. And it was a 30 second phone call. And I said, okay. And I got off the phone and I realized I had played my last card. I didn't have anything else left. I I had nothing left. 
And so I had this experience in Vancouver and I had this phone call and now I had to go in and be brave and face my team and tell them. And I remember, I will never forget this day. I'll never forget this day walking through the doors and gathering everyone together. And I'm like trying to have my shit together and like, don't cry, Mandy, don't cry. Like you're good. Be strong, be strong. You got this. And I could feel my heart beating and I'm like, Hey everyone, we need to have a meeting, like come on together. And, um, you know, I, I was like checking the fax machine or the printer or like trying to be, be busy, you know what you do. And I was avoiding it. And then finally I sat down and I got out about two words before <laughs> I turned into a, a good old ugly cry. And I shared with everyone that it was, that it was over. And, um, I said, I'm sorry, but this it's, I have nothing left to give. And every single one of them knew already and every single one of them started ugly crying with me, but we just, um, I am, I have always cultivated the most amazing teams of women. And I had the most amazing team at that time, six girls that, uh, were my family to core and they all just wrapped their arms around me and we cried and we pulled out some village beers from the fridge and we had our last beer together and just talked it out. Mm. And that was, um, yeah, the lessons, the lessons there. Mm. Powerful. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's amazing, you know, moments or even experiences like that, that they're so deep and so potent that, yeah, they're the ones that we will never forget. You know, it's, they'll strike deep. And there's that one of the things that I really value in you is your ability to take these, these failures and, and just flip them on their head and turn them into something. And I'm, I'm curious to hear, you know, after that meeting, how long did you spend in like, what's next or like the uncertainty or the like, do I even want to move forward or feeling heavy weighed down by by debt or by self-doubt what was the process like for you to be able to get back into the state where you were it was like okay innovation is back like I'm ready to create I've got that bold courageous state back at the table what was that like you know what it was uh it was an interesting turn of events because uh instantly the next day I was like I called a board of directors of my life to meet me at my headquarters and there oh, were, wait, say that again, the board of directors of your oh, life. I put together a board of directors of my life <laughs> and, uh, Hannah, Dave Free were one of them. Yeah. Uh, my mentor, Alice Reimer was one of them. There was a couple other people there. And I said, can you meet me? I need an emergency meeting. Yeah. And, uh, I asked them all, I, I came with all my ideas. What do I do? Turn this into an agency. Do the, and I was like, blah, 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 blah. Here's all my ideas. Here's everything I can do. And the advice they gave me was to just take a minute. Be still. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And, uh, so my natural, what I realized about myself is my natural numbing tendency is to just work right? Mm. Just pile it on and just to, just to keep going. I, I, I still experience this now, right? That's how I numb out is okay. What else? Mm. And, um, and so I tried to do something right away and I realized that I needed to 
let it go. And, um, and that's when the pain started because, uh, you know, the, the debt, the creditors, the, um, collections all started at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, the notifications, the letting down, the closing out of things, um, started to roll in and the reality started to roll in. And, uh, Oh, that's when I really started to, started to feel things and I started to feel the failure and Mm. I actually had a really hard time identifying with myself uh, during that period because I had identified with myself so much associated with the mag and then I didn't have the mag so I didn't know who I was Mm. and so the identity I created for myself was actually a failure and that was my new identity that was my new everyday look in the mirror you are a failure. Wow. And I don't have the, I didn't have the tools that I have in my toolkit now, which I've been cultivating and working so hard on supporting other women with, because I know now I was not the failure. The magazine failed. Yeah. I did everything I could and I did the best I could with the tools that I had at the time. Um, but I really sat in that and I sat in that shit for a while mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I, um, Hannah Cree again, good old Hannah Cree popped yeah. back in my life like she does. And, um, she had just started working at ATB and mm. they were just starting the ATB X program, which is an accelerator program for entrepreneurs. And, uh, she's like, Hey, uh, we're doing this thing. And I was like, Oh, would I qualify? And thinking through the lens of date night, I mean, I still had this other business that I had basically ignored for two years mm. and, um, and she's like, yeah, absolutely you would. And, and so I joined that. I joined the first cohort of that. And I know you were part of that too, Marin. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's a great program. And it allowed me to be excited again. And it allowed me to think about creation again. And this was probably, I think it was six months. I think it was six months, maybe even more of me running, like taking on some contract work, kind of doing date night, uh, my husband, uh, he was my, just my boyfriend at the time, you know, he had another company. I was supporting him. I was kind of just taking on things to survive. Uh, I was teaching spin a lot, teaching boxing. Like, again, I just went back to my old, you know, things I did before and whatever I could to take up space. And then taking that program allowed me to get inspired again. And I found my values in that program. It was the first time I was, ever challenged to think about what was important to me in, uh, at the core of my business. And I realized that the reason that the magazine failed and the reason I was feeling like crap every day is that I was living out of integrity with what was actually important to me. Things like community, things like being real, things like, um, connection, things like relationships, like all those things, they weren't, no, it was, it was do or die. Right. So, Um, I now got to reprioritize and put those things back into my business and here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I, you know, I really appreciate hearing the, like the raw emotion of, of those moments that are huge. Like those, those tiny moments that are actually epic. They're huge. Right. And I'm, I'm really curious to hear, when it comes to, you know, speaking to ACE class as, as what you've been doing for the last few years and how wonderful that is. And um, 
what what shifted for you or when the when the pandemic hit you know was it just familiar in terms of like you know this is the new thing that we've just been dealt and now i need to just play with it and and move did you find yourself coping with just like pivot and innovate or was there a pause did you have any moments of of like what's what's going to happen next like what did that look like over the last 8 weeks oh it's been honestly it's been very interesting the turn of all the events and where we're at now and what we're doing now, um, yes, it was a pivot. However, it was already a part of what I wanted to do this year. Mm. And so it's very interesting how the universe just kind of pushes you before you're ready. Um, I realized I was burning myself out again. <laughs> Can you tell that there's a pattern in my... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there's a little bit of a pattern. Um, I could tell that there was a pattern showing up for me that I was really ready to let go of. Mm -hmm. I made a commitment to myself actually in the beginning of this year that I was, um, I was going to get back in control. <laughs> and, and if I was going to be a woman that was going to create a community that was supportive of empowering women that I had to be healthy and I needed to be well at the core of that. And yeah. I was not healthy and I was not well at the core of it. And you know, I've been, again, like you said, yeah, you called me out. Like, yeah, I've been running, I've been running for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And in the last three years, we've, you know, I jumped on planes all across Canada to spread this mission and to reach as many women as possible and do all the things. And, and I was like, why, like, why am I doing this at the end of the day? It's not earning us more revenue. It's not like it's, and I am working so much and there has to be a bit, a better way that I can create the impact that I desire to create without hurting myself. Mm. There has to be a way. And, um, and so I had imagined what it would be like to do less at the beginning of this year, uh, do less, but still create the impact. Right. And so a lot of that was how do we bring our amazing like courses and stuff that we're doing? How do we bring that on online? How do we make it more accessible for people to attend wherever they are? Um, how do we keep this magic alive more consistently that people experience at our conference or experience at our brunch and things like that? And, um, and so there was a lot of ideas circulating uh, already within the company about what was possible. And we were going to have our RISE conference April 23rd in Lake Louise. And my plan was to launch those new plans at that conference. And a lot of this that we're doing now was part of the, those new plans. And so RISE, wow. RISE left our schedule. And that opened up the space for me to start implementing my ideas. And so, you know, we did the online course faster than I was ready and I did it live every week and it rocked and it was so good. And, and that's been in my heart for the last couple of years because my struggles and my journey as a, as an entrepreneur, I want to clear a path, right? Like I want to clear a path for women at any chance that I get to save them time and the lessons that I've had to endure through the tough moments so that there can be more life, right? Like yeah. let's more life, do what you love and have your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, we did that. And, um, and, and I think, so that part of it was already sort of percolating. Uh, so there, 
the pivot wasn't that much there. It was like a loss and then, okay, we're going to do this. But, uh, but certainly it's challenged us to rise to the occasion in, in different ways. And, I was not going to accept for one moment that our community could be canceled. At the core of what I do at ACE is to ensure that no woman feels alone. And I've shared a couple of my stories here today, but I have a lot more Mm -hmm. about the power of community and the need for community and the need for you know, women to feel connected and not isolated. And when I heard the term social isolation, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. We're not doing it. We're not exploring it. I am going to be in service and I'm going to show up right now. And, you know, that sparked, okay, well, what can we do, right? What can we do? We've lost our events. What can we do? Well, let's do them online and let's do a mindset shift in the morning and, you know, I couldn't imagine going through this pandemic right now without the tools that I have in my toolkit. Yeah, same. Could, I could mm. not imagine, ex- like, in during these times of uncertainty without the ability to self-regulate and without having already experienced tough times and without having to already have already, like, sat in the shit before, right? Um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that. And so that thought for me was, like, how can I serve? Mm. how can I serve? And I have, you know, it's been a wave, like I said, like the last eight weeks, it's been showing up and that's been hard. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of energy giving away. And there's been moments where I have not wanted to show up. I've wanted to stay in bed for sure. And yet I sort of, I just kept, going and I broke through that feeling and I feel like I'm getting like I'm getting so much more energy from it now Mm. and you know speaking to morning mindset specifically it's every single weekday morning at 8 30 a.m I'm on and you know there's some preparation that is needed behind that and there's a lot of thinking about it and energy about it and responding to people and connecting. It's not just the 30 minutes that you show up. It's, it's a lot more. Yeah. But it's been beautiful and it's showing me who I am. And um, we talked about this when you were on a couple weeks ago, we were talking about like living with this duality of feelings. Yeah. Right. And like, I am exhausted and I am grateful I am abundant and I'm depleted Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all at once. And uh, there's, there's a really beautiful shift happening in this community right now and mm-hmm. more alive than ever. And I am more called to show up and serve in a way that feels really good for me, mm-hmm. not, not just now, but for the future and how I shape this community for all of us in the future. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's been such a privilege for me to be a part of these morning mindsets. Um, this is something for anyone listening. It's on Instagram live every morning, weekday morning at eight thirty, as Mandy said, and it's a different um, call facilitator. Um, and then other times it's, it's just you doing your thing. 
Um, is that, do you have an idea? Is there a timeline on that of like, that's going to end once things start opening back up? Or are you feeling like, oh, this thing that we just kind of innovated mm -hmm. is actually now integral to the community? Uh, it'll be a part of us forever. And, yeah. um, you know, it might take, it might change shape. It might be a morning mindset Monday come mm. who knows what date, right? Like, you know, it'll, it'll never fully go away. Cause I think it's, it's one of those things that becomes a, a piece of who you are. Mm. And when you, like, I feel honored that I get to walk through this part of our lives. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel honored that I get to walk through this with these women right now. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's changing me. It's changing them. I, the stories I'm hearing and the ripple effect that it's having of just a simple mind shift, mindset shift in the morning, or, or even more so than that, Marin, like a reason to show up, a reason to get out of bed. My mother has come to every single one of them. My, um, my mom is 63. She learned how to use Instagram for this. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, my grandma passed away because of COVID and oh. it has been, I think morning mindset saved my mom's life. Truly. Oh. It's yeah. given her a uh, connection to me every day. I have been able to talk through the screen to my mom and brighten up her morning. And, mm. you know, that's seven 30 in the morning in Vancouver where my mom lives. And so she gets up and she makes her coffee and she's sitting there and she's ready at seven 30 for whatever, gospel I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna oh my goodness it's um it's powerful you know yeah, yeah and then it gives us something to talk about later in the day and and you know she's wow the gratitude that my mother has been able to cultivate through this is mm. power and yeah. um so no it, I I don't have a date when it ends uh we will continue to show up uh for the indefinite future events don't come back till the fall. I don't know what the summer is going to look like. I don't know what anything's going to look like. I just am committed to taking the next right steps for myself and for this community every day. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, you know, and even just that, that concept of to be innovative is you do have to be forward thinking, right? It's, it's about questions like, you know, what if this happened or can we do this? what would it be like if, if we created this, you know, there has to be lots of questions and imagination to even yeah. get into the realm of, of what's possible. And too much of anything is no longer a good thing, yeah. right? If, if we're so forward thinking, then we're, we're missing out on these really beautiful moments of connection of recognizing the, the gratitude and the power in a morning mindset session with your mom. Like if, if you were so focused on the future, then that, maybe wouldn't even come across your radar. So I, what, what do you do at this point on a daily basis, whether it's with your team or, and or on your own, to make sure that you are keeping those wheels turning of you know, imagining, envisioning, designing the future, and also really being able to pull it all back and just be present. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you? Um, I feel like I'm present for the first time in my life, Marin. Mm. Uh, I'm grounded for the first time in my life in the knowing that today is all I know. And maybe this moment is all I know. And oh, yeah. um, I have been meditating every morning. My girlfriend, Kate, and I also have been doing Deepak Chopra's like abundance 21 day challenge. And yeah. we just 
we finished it today and we're like, okay, can we keep going? Cause it's, <laughs> um, but we just, all we do is we send it back and forth to each other and then we just send an emoji that we've completed it. And it's been really good. Um, my morning routine is my, like, it is where like the magic happens and mm -hmm. I get the house all to myself. I still have been getting up at 6am, um, through this whole experience and I'll make my lemon water. I'll make my coffee. I'll do my meditation. I journal whatever is on my mind with no attachment, no outcome, no prompts, no nothing, just like uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the question I, I find myself asking when it comes to creation is what do I want to do? And I shared a little bit about like an acknowledgement at the beginning of the year of like, I am burnt out. Like I, I'm doing all of this for everyone and every woman, but I'm again, self-sacrificing. And again, like the experience I found within branded, it was like pounding pavement and doing the things out of like, why? Like all the things. And when I think about the evolution of, of innovation and this community and myself, I, I want, it needs to be a fuck yes for me. Like, mm -hmm. what do you want to do, Mandy? What do you want to do? Oh, if that's a new idea, do you want to do that? Is that what you want to do in the next six weeks, eight weeks, one year, two years? Can you, you know, do you want to schlep around town and do that event? Like have your trunk full of microphones and pop-up banners and, you know, returning rentals and all of that, which has been my reality mm -hmm. for a while do you want to do that? And, and no, no, the answer is no. Could you? Okay. So if you don't want to do that, well, what's possible? What's the outcome you're hoping for? What's the impact you're hoping to create? Okay. Well, what feels good? You know, what feels good? And that's the, you know, that's, that's helping me shape the future. Mm -hmm. And through all of this, like I am, I read an incredible book. I, I don't know if you've read um, the big leap by Gay Hendricks. No. Okay. You, every human needs to read this book. Okay. It changed my soul. Mm. It is, um, it's an incredible book, quick read. It talks about upper limits that we put on ourselves and it talks about tapping in and, or tuning in and finding our zone of genius. And so we all have a zone of genius, whether we're living in it or aware of it or not right now, we all have that special, special place that is work, but it doesn't feel like work. It's where we're, it's where we are the creators and have the power. And it's just like where our why gets infused with our work and the impact that we can create. Okay. Mm -hmm. So zone of genius. The goal is to find your zone of genius and live there and play there and know that and then build around you. Right. And so he, uh, outside the zone of genius, he talks about most humans are in their zone of excellence, which is what people expect of you. So people know me for creating events and creating businesses and whatever. So that's people's expectation of me, of yeah. course, create, right? But that's just what I'm like, okay, sure, I can do that, but that doesn't light me up. Um, and then there's our zone of competence, which is what we're good at and whatever, but it's kind of mundane. And then our zone of incompetence is the stuff that we hate doing, suck doing, and take 10 times more time to do, like ask me to create a spreadsheet for you or like do math equations. Like, no, I'm, I have PTSD right now, right? So acknowledge what are those things. And I read this book in January. It was actually why I made the list of like, hey, what do you want to do less of? Mm. And, um, and this book just rocked me. And I was like, wow, I want to live there. 
I want to play there. I want to create my business. I want to create my life around that because when you play in your zone of genius, that's when you can change the world. Like you can make an impact when you're doing the damn thing and you get energized by that. Right. Yeah. And so I wrote the list, Marin. I wrote the list of here's what I want to do. Here's what lights me up. And here's what I don't want to do. Here's what I hate doing and I don't want to do anymore. And funny enough, I set myself a freedom date of May 1st of all of those things Hmm. that I wasn't going to do anymore. And then a pandemic happened and it took all of those things away from me. Yeah. Wow. It took them away from me. And now I am in choice of what I do next. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning what my zone of genius is through all of this. Mm. And and I'm, I'm going to play there. I'm going to play there. And right now I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm showing up in service and I am speaking more and I'm creating more. And like, you know, I want to coach more and I want to invest in my podcast and speaking on stages and write my book. And like, because I, I can make an impact with my story. I know that now. Mm. Oh yeah. The big leap. So good. I'm writing it down. You know, I love, I love books. Um, and it's so amazing when, you know, something is really, it's paper with words on it. And there's sometimes pictures and, you know, it's someone's stream of consciousness or research. And there are books that are life-changing. Yeah. And I, I've, I've experienced many of them as well. And it, yeah, I feel that in you of, of your share about this book, The Big Leap. And, and to me, what it really points out is that, you know, yeah, we can be innovative in any area of our life, but if you want it to be sustainable and if you want it to light you up and if you want it to have the impact that you know you can have, it needs to come from that place of your zone of genius, right? That's the only way that you're going to be able to keep it going and keep it alive and, and invest and have fun and, and make sure you're surrounded with the people that believe in you and are aligned in the mission. Like that's, that's huge. That's so much bigger than the one person or one idea. It becomes a force of its own. Okay. And I, I love that. That is the foundation of, of find your zone of genius and create from there. Yeah. And don't upper limit yourself. So that's another thing he talks about is like, we, we place these artificial upper limits on what we can achieve. And right now, oh gosh, we got, we need to smash that right because we have to think creatively to innovate we have to we have to stay in a place of possibility not limiting beliefs and there's so you know the infinite the infinite imagination is so important right now in Mm -hmm. in in innovation so yeah gay hendrix is amazing he talks a lot about um cultivating an abundance mindset as well Hmm. I'm share this because this is my uh, affirmation that uh, I stole from Gay Hendricks from this book. And uh, this is also part of my morning routine and something I, I'm saying every day and it's beautiful. Share it. It says, I expand in abundance, creativity, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, it really, you know, what stand out, stands out to me in this conversation is, is the importance of, of how you resource and support yourself, you know, not only with, you know, having a, what did you call it? The, the council for your life? 
the board of directors for my life. Yeah. Board, board of, of directors for life. Yeah. Um, brilliant. So having, you know, mentors and having interns and having people that you love to collaborate with or that, you know, are always up to something that, you know, if you need a little, a little spice in your life, you've got those friends. And, you know, even it, what is coming up for me now is this, one of the biggest lessons I learned in my, my intimate relationship with, with my partner is to take pressure off of trying to, or even the belief that one person can be everything to you. Yeah. And not only is that unrealistic and unfair, but like how boring, you know, there are so many amazing people out in this world and they all have their own specific zones of genius. And if you can really allow yourself to expand your circle and ensure that you have these pillars of inspiration, you know, it's, you know, now it's like the Care Bear stare, like one, one power going one direction is, is limited, but you bring in all of these other people who have their unique zone of genius. And then we create something that none of us could have imagined on our own. A hundred percent. Yeah. Collect those people that have complementary uh, skills to you, right? You never, you don't want it just like a sea of sameness of your, of your close circle, just looking and talking like you, like that's not a place of innovation. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. If, if you're surrounded by people who say yes all the time or just agree with you, then you know, no, we're not going to innovate here. We need tension. We need challenge. We need yeah. differing opinions that, that help us highlight what is actually complex. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Mm. That's scrappiness. We all need scrappiness. scrappiness. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so good. Well, you know, we've we've talked through this in a, you know, in <laughs> the way we like it, just a little messy and chaotic, and it always finds its way to its end. Um, is there anything that comes up for you that feels, you know, something else that you want to share, or anything that feels incomplete? I think um, something we've been sharing a lot in our community and our theme this month is about reinvention and um, reinvention and innovation is so, oh, this is so powerful. It's such a powerful time right now. And so I would just say I have two questions for uh, anyone that's listening to think about as you think about the next right steps in your life or, or at, you know, if you're returning to a normal or, you know, whatever the next foreseeable future looks like, who knows, no attachment to any of that. But Mm -hmm. here's the question to you. What do you want more of? And what do you want less of? What do you want more of? What do you want to call in more? Is it, you know, what are you enjoying from this time? Is it cultivating more quality time, more real connection, more self-care, more reading, more morning routines, more journaling, more meditation, more peace, more family time? What is it that you're really loving from this experience that you want to take with you? And what do you want less of? So what do you want to leave behind? Is it meetings? Are, is it have tos? Is it, you know, some responsibilities that you lost that you don't actually want to take back? And I really want everyone to really think about that as we reshape the future and innovate what the future looks like is, mm-hmm. you know, the theme of today has really been alignment in your values to innovate and create something that's, you know, going to make an impact in the world or going to help you play in your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. What do you want more of and what do you want less of? Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for that. Uh, so 
I, um, I have, I guess, two other questions. So one is um, to give you an opportunity to kind of plug yourself of what's going on, where, where people can find you. Um, but before I even dive into that, the, the way I've kind of been bookending these episodes is, um, well, starting with the question about the heart and then finishing with, well, interesting enough, question about cannabis, um, <laughs> not related to heart, but still. Uh, so one of my <laughs> one of my intentions with starting this podcast was to not only engage in conversation of just you know high quality conversation and see what comes up, but also as a potential opportunity to reeducate or or just educate people on um, expanded states of consciousness hmm. and how cannabis in itself as a plant medicine uh, is actually really great for that. You know, mm. and if there's so many different strains of it, there's, there's things to keep in mind as well of if you're really depleted or really anxious and maybe you're not feeling safe and then you ingest some cannabis, like might not be a good idea, right? It's just going <laughs> to amplify it. Or, you know, I often say, you know, people can, can drown by drinking too much water right? But, but we need water. So it's, it's, to me, the conversation around cannabis needs to be more open-ended where people are really discussing the purposes and actually the many medicinal sides to it and the recreational sides. And that it's not just black and white, you know, there, it's actually quite complex. And so at the end of every episode, I've been kind of opening up the conversation to see, you know, what your current relationship is with cannabis and if you would be open to having another conversation with me where we either ingest a little bit of cannabis <laughs> or, <laughs> or do something else that actually creates a very similar effect, like being out in nature or pushing your body past the point of resilience, like running stairs to the point where you're like, you want to punch someone in the face. Like you're actually going to create a very similar high. And, and so I want to feel it out and see what feels comfortable for you um, and give you an opportunity to share a little bit about what, you know, what your current relationship is with cannabis. Wow, you couldn't have prepared me for that. <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Uh, surprise. Okay, my relationship with cannabis is, um, it's actually, I always had a lot of anxiety as like an adolescent when I ever experimented uh with it uh got picked up in an ambulance one time when I was a kid <laughs> so wow, yeah. I still have like PTSD from that because um I didn't understand what the heck was happening anyways uh my current <laughs> relationship that's again a whole nother podcast um, oh, I've, I've got some stories yeah <laughs> uh, um my current relationship with it is uh my husband and I have some gummies in our top drawer that we'll pull out like twice a year and um generally I'll have one and fall asleep yeah <laughs> and I have some CBD oil beside my bed that I have uh I have chronic bad sleeper I shared at the beginning I was like I didn't sleep last night um a chronic bad sleeper and I have found that CBD oil has been helpful in cultivating a good night's rest mm -hmm. um, I don't use it consistently I uh, yeah my relationship with uh cannabis is not one of relaxation and um I'll run stairs with you any day to yeah. to feel a high but I, yeah, I don't know about, about that. I mean, Marin, I trust you. So if you want to do anything, I'll try, I'll try it. <laughs> oh, I, I love you. I would, I would want approval before the recording goes live, but yeah. 
I mean. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, my, my thought with this is that this will be my project over the summer. I think after this next episode, um, I'm recording two more and then that'll be it for the first round. And then it's going to be circling back and, you know, really just following up with people and then figuring out what this second conversation is going to look like. Like, and um, great conversation. And now we're going to get high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm kind of interested too, to see, you know, it is going to be kind of trial and error. I don't know. I like, maybe I'll record a bunch of episodes and then I'll listen back and be like, what the fuck? Like, this is not for the public and that's fine. Right. <laughs> It'll, exactly. It'll still be fun. It'll be interesting and whatever ends up coming out of it will be what it needs to be. And, yeah. and so I, I want to be very cautious though with this, that I'm not making anyone feel uncomfortable or that I'm expecting anything. So um, just know that I will be following up and we can make a little plan. And, and even if we kind of try both, you know, do a little bit of cannabis and then on a different day or same day, uh, go run some stairs and then record and see what happens. I've just, I think it'll be hilarious and informative and and really like the connection and the the vulnerability in those moments of a, a shared chaotic experience um i'd love stuff like that well we're gonna have to get this sponsored Marin. okay well now you're thinking mandy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there will be more conversations about this so um the seed has been planted there you go uh okay so last thing is do a little bit of plugging where can people find you how do they find you what's coming up in the next couple months um as as much as you could possibly speak to um <laughs> that people can be a part of yeah for sure just uh i would i just my invitation is join us for our morning mindset live monday through friday 8 30 a.m mountain time on the ace class instagram it's an awesome way to start your day with a community of amazing women we do gratitude we do intention settings Marin meditates us on thursdays mm -hmm. so if you want to join the two of us uh she's joining us right now on thursdays for the indefinite future and uh other than that we are working on our whole new platform of virtual events and the way that we support our members members and entrepreneurs so uh it's all kind of happening live right now so the best way to stay in touch is just to follow us on social media and uh the ace class.com has all the information on who we are what we're up to and how we can support you mm, awesome okay and i'll make sure i i type all that up in the show notes so it's easy for people to find as well yeah. uh yeah well mandy thank you as always such a fun uh deep and explorative conversation i always enjoy being in connection with you and i'm yeah just very very grateful for who you are and, and that i get to be a part of your life Mm, me too. I'm grateful we continue to find our way back to each other in all of the best moments. And uh, yeah, just it's it's an, a pleasure to watch your growth as well and, and what you're up to, Marin. And I'm excited that we can get to continue to co-create and collaborate. So grateful for you too. Thank mm, you for having me. Thanks, Mandy. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on social media at Dopamine, that's D-O-P-E-A-M-E, -E, or on my website under that same title, dopamine.com. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and do not hesitate to reach out if you have questions or comments. I would love to hear what you want to learn more about. So until next time, love big and play big. Peace.